0: Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Brian Barefield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. What's going on, man?
1: Hey, what's going on, bro? How y'all doing tonight?
0: Yeah, so um, before we actually get started, uh, seeing that it's only fit, um, we will actually um, take a 24-second moment of silence for the late, great uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, his daughter Gigi. And also the uh, fallen um, people that were also on the uh, helicopter yesterday during that uh, massacre or a terrible, unfortunate situation. So before we get started, we're just going to a 24 second uh, runoff. peace Kobe Bryant and everyone else, so BB um you know most of the time we're we're usually upbeat and you know uh we try to be the motivated ones and the 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 uplifting uh you know the petty talk and try to bring a little bit of light into day to day operations for everyone that listens to this podcast that is available on all platforms, but um I've been trying to kind of piece together um how I feel. Um, the first thing I can say is that my mom is actually from Japan. So, um, my mom was from Japan, but she was the biggest princess Diana fan ever. Like she had a a collage of princess Diana, um, on one of her walls when I was coming up. So the first thing I tried to relate to this unfortunate accident was princess Diana. Um, when she kind of passed away super duper suddenly, very, very young. I think she was still in her forties as well. And, um, the paparazzi chaser and whatnot. So I tried linking that, you know, shocking passing, passing away death um, to Kobe Bryant. And then I read your article yesterday and you were talking about how you were in basic training. You went to basic training in 2009 or 10? 2009. 2009. So I got in in 2008, but I remember I was at Fort Stewart when Michael Jackson passed away and you wrote a great, great article about that. So... I I thought about all of the you know the, the shocking passing aways. I thought about Prince dying um a few years ago. Um that came out of nowhere, but something about this one just I don't know, man. It 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 it, it hit home. It, it it hit home, man. Um and, and the reason why I could say that it hit home was because you had Kobe Bryant who literally I mean, the dude, I mean, outside of Prince, I mean, the dude, you could just say Kobe and everybody knew who he was talking about. There's a scene in Rush Hour 2 where Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker are in China, and there's a scene where they're filming in China, and there's a guy, Chris Tucker's running up the stairs, and the guy yells at Chris Tucker, move out the way, Kobe, so, in Chinese, so this dude was, (laughs) this dude was a a global icon, it was just um, super duper just shocking to hear the news, because I remember... It was just like one of those moments that you know where you was at, you know what you were doing when you heard the news, and I think you and I were actually talking, and, and I started seeing it, and I was like, man, I don't know about this, like it, it ain't, it ain't, no, nah, this can't be real, and you start seeing it coming, more and more and more outlets coming out, you start looking at your social media feed a little bit more, and it starts, it starts flooding, <clears throat> and next thing you know, it, <clears throat> it, it was confirmed that uh, him and his 13 year old daughter Gigi um just just passed away. And, um, BB, uh, I, I'm still trying to put my, put my, put my thoughts together and try to put this in the perspective of how you can, but I think I've just come to the conclusion. is just, I can't put it into words and I can't really, uh, uh, uh <coughs> you know, try to try to have any closure to it. I just, you know, not necessarily have a closure to it, but I just can't really find anything or any words to say, but just your heart just hurts so bad for not only Kobe Bryant and his daughter, but the Bryant family, the baseball coach, um, and his and, and I believe it was his daughter, a couple of other players that were at the Mamba Academy, a basketball coach was there, as well as the pilot. It's just, just so sad, baby. and I, I just, I just come to the conclusion that, that sometimes, sometimes that's all you can say, and that has to be the best answer, and you just gotta go with that, man.
1: Yeah, um, and so I, I. Uh... I was actually talking to one of our really good friends and battle buddies, uh, Debo, Matt, mm-hmm. sitting at the gym. And I'm um, just sitting there at the gym before I get ready to go to work out, and I'm talking mm-hmm. to him. And all of a sudden, I get this alert. And so I look at the alert, and it's like, Kobe Bryant has died. And I'm saying to myself, there's no possible way this could be true. You know, it came from TMZ, and I'm like, I know how TMZ likes
0: it. Right. You know, right, right, right.
1: around, right. and you know they they look for hot takes, and they look to push people's buttons, and they look for any type of traffic that they can get on social media. And so mm-hmm. I looked at that, and I read the article, and when I seen the words confirmed, I was like, wait a minute, that means that this just this isn't a hoax. If they put in bold letters, in cap in all capital letters confirm i said okay so i waited a couple of minutes i told matt and he was like man you can't you gotta be kidding me and i was like no bro i'm serious and so i think by that time you and i had started texting back and forth and then mm-hmm. i started getting other reports yep. and I'm seeing and i read two other reports because as a journalist i like to
0: have yeah, absolutely
1: resources me in too order to confirm
0: everything Me too, so, me too. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: i i um I got the other two sources and I said to myself, "Yo, know, this is real. And mm-hmm. when I found out that it was real and it wasn't a joke and it wasn't fake and it wasn't here comes the, you know, the it hasn't been confirmed, you know, Here, OK, look, the, you know, the false report. Because in all honesty, even after I read the third report, I was still waiting on them to say it's a hoax because there's no it's not possible true. Way, mm-hmm. There's no possible way that Kobe Bryant could have, you know could have died. I think I was listening to Shannon Sharp talk about him today. And he was like, you know, you know, Kobe doesn't die. And you look at it like that, you know, I know that we all have a time and a place and an expiration date on our life. I mean, you know, the moment that you're born, you're preparing to die. It's just really weird, but that's how it works. Mm -hmm. But Kobe is one of those guys you think just walks off into the sunset and you never know what's gonna happen to him. Like there are certain icons in you know, in this world, I don't want to just say in the United States. There's certain icons in this world that mm-hmm. you look at and you say, well, he's not supposed to die, you know. And, and, and of course, we looked at this like you said, Prince, Michael Jackson, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, um, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, for that matter. Like these yeah. are people that are not supposed to, you know, President Obama. Like they're mm-hmm. not supposed to die. They're supposed to be like an old Western movie where you see them. Just riding to off to the sunset. sunset. And, yeah, until mm-hmm. you can't see them anymore. And so as, you know, the news started coming in and now people are starting to hit me up and saying, is this true, is this, yeah. true? Is this true? And so I hit one of my really good friends that work for the uh works for The Athletic. I hit him up and he says, yes, it is true. And man, when he said that, when I read that text, it was almost like somebody wretched in, uh, and into my soul, wretched into my chest, put their hand into my chest and pulled out my heart. Yeah. It isn't yeah. too many, it isn't too many celebrities that will make me feel that way. And that's what I put into my article. I put that, you know, Michael Jackson. And when I when I seen that, I was in the shop at bro. I wasn't even supposed to be in the shop at for, for <laughs> those of y'all who are listening you know <laughs> outside of the military in basic <laughs> training you're not allowed to go anywhere until you're all going at the same time to get you know hygiene products and then again you're you're all going but you know everybody it's only two or three people that's going to go in and get the stuff for everybody and yeah. other everybody else got standing outside
0: with and the wait. water
1: source and yep. the uh, e tool huh
0: the water source and their uh uh smart book
1: yep <laughs> yep. Exactly. And so, you know, I I snuck down to there. I had a list. So I had a list, and I had money for their stuff, and I also had an extra fee for me taking that risk. A but service loaded, fee. I was older. They trusted me. I was like, okay. So I'm standing in line, and I look up at the screen, and it says Michael Jackson has passed away. And all my incognito that I was trying to do to dodge, you know, platoon sergeants, drill sergeants, you know, chain of command, all that, it just went out the window. I'm sitting up there literally looking at it like, Man, you've got to be kidding me, not Michael Jackson. So yeah. when I got back to, to tell the rest of the company, Yo, Michael Jackson is dead. And they were like, what? I was like, Michael Jackson has passed away. And you, it was almost like a, a, a dark cloud came across uh, Alpha Company 369. And I mean that you had soldiers who were literally crying because they grew up on Michael Jackson or they loved Michael Jackson. And I'm saying to myself, wow. And so when I got a chance to talk to my fiance at the time, who eventually Mm -hmm. became my, my wife, my late wife, Jamila. When I finally got the chance to talk to her, she was saying that, you know, the kids were at the house bawling. She's like, I was even bawling because you never... You know, you never think that uh, an icon like Michael Jackson is going to pass away. So that's how I felt on yesterday. I hadn't felt that way since June 25th of 2009 when I read the news that Kobe Bryant had passed away. And, you know, being a a, a widower, <coughs> I immediately thought, uh, thought of Vanessa, his, his wife. Yeah, yeah. Now his widow. You know, because yeah. I'm saying to myself, she lost not only... Her husband, her 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 best friend. She lost her oldest daughter, her first born child, and that second
0: second born. Oh, second born. Excuse me. Second born. Second born.
1: Yeah, my bad. Her her second like that had to hit her in her stomach. That had to make her feel. You know, anytime you lose a child, that had to make her feel like wow. And you know the other. The other seven people that were, you know, the other seven victims of the crash, you know, I put out, I was like, we got to remember their lives, too, because mm-hmm. although Kobe Bryant was a mega superstar to us, to everybody who got a chance to witness him play basketball, these, you know, these victims who who perished in this helicopter crash were superstars to the people in their families, their yep. friends, their co-workers. And so we know Kobe gets all the headlines, but let's not forget the other victims. Who were part of this as well—the family and friends and coworkers and you know churchgoers and people that they know from the Walmart. Everybody's life has changed in the blink of an eye.
0: Man, I I feel like the whole world's life uh changing in the blink of my eyes. Cause you think about it, man. Like you said, there it's just a you know you where you was at when 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 shocking news happens, and man, I'm not gonna lie, like as crazy as this is, like, I never saw Kobe Bryant play in person. I've seen a lot about (laughs) him. And um, I always tell people this, like, and I've I've been talking to a lot of different people, you know, a lot of people that I know, you know, they was, they were visibly shooken up. They, you know, they, whether they called out of work or they just couldn't, couldn't push through the day. And I got to thinking, I was like, you know, you know, I felt the same. It, It was almost like, I almost low-key, and I'm not trying to put Kobe Bryant up there, but like you said, it's not too many celebrities where I'm just like, man, this sucks. Like, this is crazy. But Kobe Bryant, I, I kind of had a low-key deja vu as far as like when my grandma passed away this past July. It was just like, you just knew where you was at, and you, I, I, I kind of started feeling the same way. It was just like, man. And when you hear about, you know, Gianna Gigi passing away, it's like it just took it to a whole nother level, man. And that's kind of where I was feeling that, but... You know, I think you and I were like the last of the old guard, I guess you can say. Even I'll try not to say I'm the old guard, but I'm kind of starting to realize that I am. But we got to see Jordan play uh, in his prime. We got to see Jordan play on both back-to-backs. And when Kobe came in 96, that was the second year, I believe, that the the second championship that the Bulls was about to make on the run. So that was the first time to play at the Jazz. So Kobe was this hot shot kid. And you got to think about it. From Jordan's second championship reign to literally four years ago, B.B., he carried the league practically. Basically, Kobe carried the league in between that Jordan era all the way up to that draft of 2003. And that's a huge responsibility because everybody kept donning, you know, people like Grant Hill, um, Penny Hardaway uh, as the next Jordan. And Kobe was like, nah, bro, you're looking at the next Jordan. And I kid you not, B.B., I swear to you to this day, I, I, I will always say Kobe Bryant was the closest thing talent wise that michael jordan had michael jordan might have been more athletic than kobe but as far as being able to hit that that fadeaway jump shot when kobe first got in the league won the slam dunk championship uh i believe in that 96 year when he did the east bay funk uh between the legs i mean the dude had the swag i mean he was he was you know he was basically what you wanted to be um and for me you know kobe was only nine years older than me so i was like man this dude is a guard coming straight out of high school we all know kg did but he was a big fella so for a guard, you know, a uh, a guy who played from one of uh, the position of point guard all the way up to small forward, it was like, man, I low key got a chance to be able to do what Kobe Bryant doing, and 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 just his tenacity, everything that he did on the court, being a student of the game, and just, you know, from shooting those two air balls in that Utah series to being what he is or what he was, um, it's, it's crazy. Still trying to say speaking in past tense, but just being what he was was just out of this world, man. And it's just crazy that. You know, this guy was able to spend 20 years on one team. I mean, you can't I can't think of another person that was able to do something like that. And just just everything that he brought to the game was just amazing, bro. Like from listening to how he was able to break film down, being able to see like, you know, being able to just run the triangle motion uh, offense that Tex Winter installed into the Lakers was just amazing, bro. Like the guy was just a legit student of the game and it would literally be, you know, nothing close to it if, if you ask me, man.
1: Yeah, when when you when you look at Kobe Bryant and what he what he's done and what he's accomplished, and just like you said earlier, that you know he is the closest thing that that we will ever have to Jordan. And mm-hmm. you know, even though I say that, you know, everybody knows that LeBron James is my greatest of all time, which we know that that is a subjective. You know, that's a subjective thing. Everybody has Absolutely. their own criteria for you know what who who they consider to be the greatest of all time when it comes to any sport. And so, but. If I wanted if I if I'm looking at Michael Jordan 1A, I'm not looking at LeBron. I'm not looking at Tracy McGrady, Allen Iverson, Dwayne Wade, Mm-mm. James Harden. I'm looking at Kobe Bryant. And Absolutely. The way he carried himself on the court, mannerisms. Um, you know, his whole game was based off of Michael Jordan. And yeah. you know, ain't nothing wrong with that to emulate one of the all-time greats. Michael Jordan would definitely go down as one of the top three to ever, you know, bounce a basketball. And yeah. so for Kobe to emulate that and to be successful, and yeah, 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 to, to be successful in doing that, there was nothing wrong with that to me. I love watching Kobe Bryant not only for his, you know, for his his basketball skill, but his work ethic. He wasn't going to let anybody outwork him and his heart. I always said that if you could put Kobe Bryant's heart in Tracy McGrady's body, Tracy McGrady would have at least three or four uh, championships, would have been finals MVP four times. Yeah. And that's yeah. not a knock against Tracy McGrady because I do feel that Tracy McGrady is a very talented basketball player. And I like watching Tracy too. It was just that Kobe had that, that extra swag. gear, had the swag. Yeah, had that that extra gear that kicked him up a notch and yep. pushed him over the top, that made him rise above all his competition.
0: BB, so I think you and I are old enough to remember the the Gatorade commercials with Michael Jordan, was like like Mike, if I could be like Mike. So we yeah. all, you know, we all, you know, we all sang that little tune. We all tried to go out to the court and try to do, you know, whatever you saw Michael Jordan do. On the TV, you went out to the nearest basketball court and you was out here trying to switch up the hands with the you know with your tongue out, you know, acting like you could fly, bro. Kobe Bryant actually was trying to be like Mike and he actually succeeded, bro. Like he succeeded. Everyone tried to be like Mike, but Kobe was succeeding at being like Mike. From Duncan, the fadeaway, the swag—I mean, everything that everything that Mike did, Kobe was able to match it, bro. And I'm not gonna say Kobe may have topped it, but he was, <laughs> he was pretty close to He was pretty close to topping it, bro. So. It's just crazy that, you know, the guy just studied so much and he was able to just come up with these different routines, man. But I I just I just can't believe that, you know, someone like that is gone. And then I also look at all this off the court uh, things that he did post his uh, 20 year career. He was a freaking He had just uh, um, wrote a book, a children's novel about basketball. And it was was, uh, I believe it was a New York Times bestseller. He won an Academy Award for short, a, a short film. He was doing detail on ESPN Plus, which, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Those detailed like film sessions that he was doing where he was breaking film down was just phenomenal. It was just amazing how he was able to break the actual game of basketball down. He was an AAU coach for his daughter's team. And, and I mean, it, it, it seemed like he was so at peace. And this is not a, a knock against Michael Jordan, but I, I feel like Michael Jordan, post-career, envies what Kobe Bryant had his post-career. I think Michael Jordan's still trying to find the niche. Yeah, he golf's. Yeah, he's the owner of the Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Hornets, but he ain't. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's at peace. It's always like, you know, Michael Jordan's still on this whole, well, I could put on some shorts and some hoop, uh, put on some shorts and uh, some shoes and dog anybody out. Well, Kobe's like, you know what? Let the young Thundercats handle that. You know, I'm good. I'm having fun as a husband. I'm having fun as a father, and I'm having so much fun doing all these different extracurricular activities. And I'm literally at peace with starting my new chapter in life. At 41 years old, you know, you're literally just, you know, you're just, you're, you're at the peak of your career, literally, if you know, maybe not physically, but mentally you are. So, um, so that being said, like, I, I think about, you know, the Kobe Bryant on the court, like, there's so many different highlights of Kobe's career. You had the part where he ruptured his Achilles and knocked down two free throws, and still, I think, people don't know, he had, like, 35 points that game. Um, yeah. Before he ruptured the Achilles. So um, you had that. You had the game where he scored 81 points. You had the the final game of his career where he dropped 60. Um, the Madison Square Garden uh, games where he was on the Olympics. But I'm going to be honest with you, BB. The, the, what was it? The first NBA final? Well, the Western Conference Finals in the year 2000, where they had the, the whole Shaq and Kobe beef kind of was first. That's where it was first brought to us. And they were playing against the Portland Trail Blazers that had Scottie Pippen, Damon Steinemar, Rasheed Wallace, a very young Jermaine O'Neal. Um, just this team was solid, and they were actually not even really supposed to be beating the Lakers, but they were up by, like, 18 points in the second half in game seven, and this was the year where they was uh, Phil Jackson was there, and it was like, bro, like, is this, you know, is this really going to work with Kobe and Shaq? Um, if they don't win, like, it might be time to be pulling the plug. Who going to be on the move? And somehow Kobe and Shaq figured it out, and I'll never forget when, Sh- uh, when Sh- Kobe threw that oop up to Shaq, Game seven and they took the lead, bro. I was like, man, this dude is the truth. This is and the same so, year that they wait, this is
1: the same, is is it the same year that they beat Sacramento? Is it the same year they beat wait which which year was it that they beat Sacramento to advance and, and then what wasn't it another year where they beat Portland to advance? Is that what you said earlier? The, I'm talking
0: about the i I'm talking about the Portland series where they advanced.
1: Okay, that's true. That's true. you are talking about, right? Yeah, okay, this is mind. the
0: first. So that was the first first championship run that they had. So I thought about so I was thinking about that. The, my ultimate Kobe, Kobe Bryant highlight reel, gotcha. is that first, okay. the first championship run. Like That's probably the first thing I'm going to remember about Kobe, was that he threw the oop up, and Kobe has been known as a ball hog, but he throws the oop up to Shaq. Nails he it. Up. And the celebration that they had where they were just embracing each other, because they knew right then and there it was a wrap. They got they got it. Um, And then that same year, so NBA Finals 2000, go moving into the finals. Game four, the Lakers are up 2-1 at in Indiana and the game goes into overtime. Shaq fouls out. Now it's like, okay, what happens? Cause Shaq was dog and I think Shaq got like 30 some points, and he was just abusing Rick Smith and the Davis boys. Like it wasn't nothing, it wasn't nothing nobody could do with Shaq. But he fouls out in overtime and Kobe Bryant takes over the game. And I was like, bro, this dude has ice in his veins. Like this dude is just deadly. And I remember like he was literally breaking the triangle offense and he was just running ISO plays. And like Phil in Texas looking at him like, bro, like what are you doing? And Kobe yeah. kept saying, "I got this, I got this," and I'll never forget how he was doing the little, you know, be kind of pushing, pushing your hands down like, "Hey, kind of settle down, settle down," which kind of turned into a marquee where a lot of players started doing it. But Kobe, you know, he he was just so like that swag and that poise, bro, was something that I will never forget. And it was like, man, I want to start doing that when you get off the court, you or you get back on the court, you hit a shot, a clutch shot, you just kind of put your hands on like, "Settle down, fellas, I got it." So. Those are some of my big Kobe highlights. It ain't the 81-point game, but it was when I knew this dude had arrived, bro.
1: Yeah, I, I, I shared my Kobe Bryant highlight on, uh, on social media on yesterday. Where it was some meaningless game. And I, and I remember this game because, you know, this is when I was reclassing. I had just got back to the States uh, from Germany, and I was reclassing. So I was at Fort Sam Houston, and I decided that, you know, I was like, yo, I'm hungry, so I took myself out to eat. And so I'm sitting at the Cheddar's and
0: I'm watching this hey, game. Hey, Cheddar's is good, by the way. Yeah, super uh, good. The biscuits out of this world, but the food so, is super cheap too.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. But uh, those, <laughs> those biscuits are uh, those rolls, yeah. Croissant yeah, rolls are the best. Smell but it. I'm yeah, so I'm sitting here watching this game, and Kobe is missing shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. After shot. And I'm saying to myself, he keeps missing this same shot. But he keeps taking it from the exact same spot. Like he's he isn't just missing, you know, from all over the court. He's missing at this one, this one area. This this yeah. one left left side elbow area. And he is freaking this shot throughout the whole game. But yeah. the lake team are playing very well, so they're able to stay within the game. So it yeah. comes down to the final possession. They come down, they kick the ball to Kobe. Kobe is in his exact same spot that he's missed consecutive shots. He shoots it and he wins the game. Right. Mm. And so, like I said, it was just some regular season game had to be like in March, March, April, some time frame, I'm guessing. Yeah. And so they interviewed Kobe afterwards and he was, and they asked him, it was like, you kept missing shot after shot after shot. You're having bad, you know, you're having a bad night. And then Kobe's like, well, that's my shot. And I know I can hit it, and that's why I kept I kept taking it. And if I don't keep taking the shot, we lose the game. Yeah. He said. So when I hit that final shot, it was like I knew that it was going in after all that I had missed. Every time I'd miss a shot, I know it's off this way. So then I come down, and try to do a little something different. It'd be off that way. He said. Like, I've hit that shot over a thousand times in my life, so I know. He said. That's where I that's why I kept going. To that one spot, because that's what I was familiar with. I was not going to allow us to lose. Not today. I was not. And if we were going to lose, I was going to lose taking the shots that I wanted to take and felt comfortable with, the same shots that I have hit to win games. And, man, I said, you know what? That taught me a lesson right there. That no matter how many times you miss in life, no matter how many times You know, you fail at life. If you just keep going, eventually, one of them got to go in.
0: Eventually,
1: one of those shots had to go in. And that was Kobe's whole mentality. Now, before we move on to the next subject, I will say this. Man, I was so proud of what Kobe had become. And I know that everybody is taking their time to talk about this today. And everybody has eloquently put it, you know, on, on the man that Kobe Bryant had become, the dad that he had become. And I'm gonna tell you the thing that got my attention when it comes to Kobe Bryant. Kobe walked away from the game and never looked back.
0: Yeah, yeah. He
1: walked away, and when he was done, he was done.
0: Yeah. No
1: desire to come out of retirement. No desire to do anything else but whatever Kobe wanted to do: be a dad, teach basketball. You know, do his other, you know, the other things that he had going on. But he had no desire to ever pick up a basketball and come back to the game. And I think that that's the one thing. I think that if Michael Jordan would have had that mindset, I think that his... The first time or the
0: second time? Huh? The first one or the second one? Anytime. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anytime. If Michael Jordan could have walked away from the game... and Well, let's just say this. I will say this. The second time. The first time... He wasn't ready to walk away, and I can understand why. I mean, you went through a tragedy like that, and yeah, you know, yeah like your mindset wasn't there, but you still had a lot of basketball, right?
0: Right, right, right. And so,
1: you know, when he came back, and so when I when I, when I say that, if Michael Jordan would have been that way, Kobe didn't ever make any, you know, suggestions on, just suggestions on, yo, I can go back and play Rondo one-on-one and beat him. Like <laughs> Jordan was saying he could do Michael Kidd, Gilchrist. Yeah, he wasn't going out here making speeches saying that he still had love for the game and could play it. You know, he felt like he could drop 20 points at any point in time. We played the game. Michael never let the game go. Kobe walked away and said, hey, look, y'all got it. I put in my work. I put in my time. I've been successful. I accomplished what I want. Now I can check NBA basketball player off my list. Hall of Fame basketball player off my list champion off my list I can check that and now guess what I got to go and tackle I got to go tackle being retired NBA player I got to go tackle being father I got to go tackle being coach I have to tackle being mentor to these other players like a Trey Young and a a, a Kyrie Irving and a LeBron James even at this stage and point of his career he was still mentoring LeBron James and so I'm you know that's the thing that I will always, you know, outside of basketball, I'll re- remember Kobe for that. Like, that goes above basketball for me. You know, I-, I was telling somebody this earlier today. I can't imagine what it was like having to hug your child, knowing yeah. that you all could potentially be going to your to your death. Not only your child, your best friend. I am convinced that he may, you know, I look, I know his wife. Vanessa, he loved her, to but it was like Gigi was his best friend outside of his wife. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the bond that they had, you know, uh, not to cut you off, but, you know, they were saying that, you know, Kobe was comfortable retiring, and, you know, when Gigi fell in love with the game, she was like, yo, Pops, like, what's up with the NBA, uh, NBA league pass? And he was like, league pass? What you mean, league pass? And so she kind of got him introduced back into the game, and. Um, you're not necessarily introduced to the game, but he was going to. He was making more appearances to different various basketball games uh, out here in Las Vegas. He would religiously come out here to the Vegas Aces games all the time. Uh, he came out here for the uh, Las uh, the the WNBA All Star game happened to be out here in Vegas. He was out here um, <clears throat> cheering them on, and he was he was a huge advocate for for the WNBA. And you know, it's kind of crazy that you and I a couple of weeks ago on one of our recent episodes we talked about just some of the basic uh, Benefits that the WNBA just now got in I guarantee you Kobe Bryant had a huge influence on some of the things that happened in their new uh, collective bargaining agreement. So um, it's just it's just crazy. But I think my last fond memory of Kobe was the I forgot what year that was. It might have been either 97 or 98. So here's the thing. People forget about Eddie Jones. And Eddie Jones was a pretty good doggone small forward in the NBA. Multiple-time All-Star. He was pretty good. Like, Eddie Jones was really, really good. Eddie Jones actually started for the Los Angeles Lakers. And he started, but Kobe Bryant was so popular by the fans that the fans voted him in as an NBA All-Star starter over Eddie Jones, bro. So here's this guy, 18, 19 years old at this point. Starting in the NBA All-Star game, he don't even start for his own team, bro. Like, that's yeah. the type of aura that Kobe Bryant had at such a young age, bro. Like, you mean to tell me that you're don't, you're not you not going to start for your own team, but you're considered one of the top ten most popular players in the NBA at that time? And we're talking about Shaquille O'Neal's, uh, Grant Hill's, Penny Hardaway's, uh, Michael <laughs> Jordan's, Pippins. You know, like, I mean, the NBA was not saying that the NBA wasn't doesn't have a lot of stars now um but the NBA was loaded with legends um now legends but it's just so I was just so dumbfounded and so shocked when I saw that I believe it was a 98 all-star game where Kobe was a starter over Eddie Jones and ultimately that was that's what got Eddie Jones over to I want to say he went to Charlotte then Miami but yeah, Eddie, yeah and and he was never the same after that either so I mean I forgot, Jerry West at the time, he, he saw something in Kobe in, and stuck with them And Eddie Jones, I mean, Eddie Jones was good at the time while he was with the Lakers, but he never really panned out to be. He was never the same player after he left L.A., I'll put it like that. Nick Van Exel didn't like Kobe Brown either. Yeah, yeah. They got, I think they drafted Derek Fisher the same year they got Kobe, if I'm not mistaken. So it's almost
1: think. equivalent to what, uh like, Kobe coming in, they knew that Kobe was going to be the next one. They knew that he was going to take over I don't know why they uh you know why they denied it and didn't want to uh you know didn't want to approve uh what was the guy's name that played for the University of Iowa that played at Cleveland and when they drafted LeBron James he said oh so y'all went out and got me some help huh uh who was the roster of who was on that roster that LeBron James roster at the beginning of the year I think I, I'm gonna have to look that up, bro. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying the to. The year that
0: LeBron got drafted.
1: The year that LeBron was drafted. Who was this? It was a superstar on his team before he got there. Elgaskis? No, 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 no. This is a guard. I think he went to Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. But yeah, so that that's how it was. Uh, LeBron
0: came into the league when. Uh, 2003. You said the guy went to Iowa? I think he went to Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. And he played on the Lakers? No, or no, the, no.
1: With he L- played for the L- Cavs? Cleveland,
0: yeah. That same year? Huh? That same year? Yeah. Uh.
1: Hold on, I'm going to look it up. The 2003-2004, right?
0: Yeah, because the second round pick, they got Jason Capone. The Cavs did. Ricky Davis. Hell. You remember Ricky Davis? Oh, the guy who missed the rebound on purpose so he can get a triple-double, Mr. Ricky Davis? Yes. Ricky yeah, yeah. Davis Ricky Davis said that when LeBron James was <laughs> drafted,
1: that, oh, y'all finally went out and got me some help. And it's like, uh, <laughs> that's not how this thing is going to work, Ricky. How this thing is going to work is LeBron. Hey, look, you remember that episode of the French Prince where they was like, pass the ball to Will? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everybody said anything different had to run yeah so That's how it was. Like, hey, listen, pass the ball to LeBron. So when we come
0: down
1: on the fast break, what do we do? We pass it around, coach, and go for the layup. Take our running until I get tired. What do we
0: do? <laughs> Ask him LeBron. Yeah, Ricky Davis said that, man. Oh man. Yeah. He uh, I forgot about Ricky Davis, man. Yeah, yeah. Mr. uh he played for Charlotte. That's what i did that dude play for? Yeah, Mr. Mr. I'ma miss a layup on purpose so I get my triple double. Yeah, you know they actually uh Took that triple-double away from him because he did that? For real? Yeah, they they uh, they did an auto. You know, like after, well, you're you're you at the game. So after after the game, they do an, an adjust, adjustment on all the stats to make sure that the are final. So sometimes they come back the very next day and they adjust the stats. But, yeah, the very next day they adjust the stats. And said, nah, brother, we're not going to count that. So, yeah, you're going to stay with 29, 20, 10, and 9, or 29, 29 and 10 is what they ended up doing. So, yeah, yeah, so, savage life, bro. <laughs> and, and look, do
1: you know who's,
0: do you know who's missing from
1: the, hold on for a second, from the 2004, 2005 Cleveland Cavaliers roster? Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis. Gone bye-bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't see Ricky Davis' name on there anywhere.
0: I think he went know. to Charlotte.
1: Yeah, you got to keep quiet. So, you know, that's
0: what happened like, to Eddie Jones. That's what happened to Nick yeah, Van Exel. Nick Van Exel. Yeah. I think they like, uh, ended up going to Denver. Who did I think that ended up going to Denver? And then Eddie Jones, I believe, went to Charlotte. I think that's how it went. Yeah, but. so uh,
1: Kobe, <laughs> yeah, so when Kobe came, I mean, everybody knew that he was the heir apparent to take over, yeah, LA. Yeah. And uh, then you know, and think about it, they even had to get rid of Dale Harris because he had an issue with Kobe being on the team.
0: So, yeah. and then he, they got Kurt Rambich for that one year.
1: Yep. They revamped the whole team and said, this is what we're going to do. And I mean, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but you can't blame them. This is this is the best, you know, the best option for the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: And man, did it pan out well, bro. You got five championships, uh, seven overall finals appearances. So, um, you know, he did he Kobe did his thing. And it's just, you know, man, uh, it was just gone too soon. But it seems like. Steph Curry said it the best, man. Sometimes our get our faith gets tested at the worst moments, so um, that's just kind of how I'm taking it. But you know, like I said to 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 the Brian family and everyone else that was on that helicopter crash, um, we here at the Sports Business podcast and you know, much love and prayers out to everyone, and also everyone else is listening, because there's a lot of people that are shook by this, because Kobe was a global phenomenon, so. Um, we hope that uh, this kind of brings you some type of peace and closure. And, you know, we, we try to tell a couple of jokes, but, man, it's hard. You know, I'm a, I'm always uh, there was a line off of Bad Boys, too. And it was where they're, they're in uh Cuba and, and Will Smith goes to my, uh, he looks over at Martin Lawrence. He's like, hey, you know, how we say, you know, I sit there and say something motivating and all these messed up situations. And I always say it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And Martin Lawrence says, yeah. He said, I could say a whole bunch of that stuff today, but I don't think that stuff is true. So <laughs> with that being said, I, I, I always try to be that person that tries to, you know, hey, man, it's going to be all right and it's going to be cool and, 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 and there's better days to come. But I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I could say that today, man, but I can't even believe in myself, man, right now. So um, it's hard to kind of process everything, but, you know, each day passes along and hopefully – Um, that gaping hole closes a little bit more. But um, with that being said, we do, um, just based off of scheduling, scheduling kerfuffles and whatnot this week, um, especially on my end, um, I know it's very, very early this week, but uh, this is probably going to be the last show we do until after the Super Bowl. So I want to try to bring something, you know, something a a little lighter. And it's hard to kind of follow up with such a, Uh, 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 defeating deflating such a energy sucking sad story but there are other other things going on and uh, as crazy it is the Super Bowl is a Sunday and it is the biggest sporting event of the year so with that being said you do have the Kansas City Chiefs playing the San Francisco 49ers a Sunday Um, it's a very very, it's a very very good matchup that we should be seeing one of the best offenses uh, in the NFL against one of the best defenses in the NFL. So it's going to be a, uh, Patrick Mahomes and his running gun show against uh, Richard Sherman and the hot boys, as they call them out there in the Bay Area, uh, just like cash money, hot boys, believe it or not, uh, against that defense. So, B.B., if you had to pick your early, early Monday morning uh, pre- prediction for from Big Sarge, what you got on the Super Bowl, man? Yes. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm not going to do it, E. And I understand. I mean, but we're Monday. I, I know. I, I, I honestly know. probably won't have a prediction till Thursday, maybe Friday, because Thursday, I think Thursday on the uh, on the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast, I'm going to have Christopher Kennedy, a uh, fantasy oh, wow. guru out of okay. uh, Massachusetts, uh, on. Okay. And then we're gonna make our predictions. So I mean, you're welcome to join us if you want to, but I will try I mean, my
0: best. I will try my best. I uh oh I I will try my best. I do have I'ma go ahead and say it. I got a ribbon cutting ceremony to go to Thursday for my house. So uh I'll be doing that. But if I can So wait, it, hold
1: on. Time out, time out. You're not gonna even say no cap behind that? You're just no, you just gonna flex do? like that. You're just gonna leave it out there, like, yeah. So, uh, you know, I gotta get out here now. You know, I got to rivet cutting. For my I mean, and then I gotta go down and, and fuel up the yacht. Because nice. I'm actually, I'm actually driving the, the boat to Miami like I'm tight. come on, bro. You can't say no cap for the people who live in gated communities, uh, aka apartments. Come on. man.
0: Hey, 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 hey. So my house Well, let me not say that on on air. Hey, so. Yeah, yeah. see what I'm saying? I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to try my best. Anywho, so B.B. will not give his uh, Super Bowl predicament because it's too early in the week. So I'm going to go ahead and give mine. Uh, I guess my answer is yes, too. Uh, But if I had to go with. And for those who are very very close to me, if I had a gun to my head and I had to give an answer, the answer probably is going to be. To
1: get mine first. You want me to go ahead and give me give you mine first? Hey, you gonna say it's gonna be a good game? Nope, nope. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna go. I'm you really actually go? You gonna actually go answer? I'm gonna give you a preliminary Monday Monday prediction. Okay? You're
0: super duper entitled to switch by the time Thursday hits. By the way. Well, if you're going to say that, then let me just go ahead and say
1: that. <laughs> if, if that's how we're putting it, if you're I'm totally, entitled. Because yeah. the I say that e, is because, you know, I do, you know, I, I, I'm i a guest co-host on this radio show here. Absolutely. It's called In the Trenches on Sports Talk 790. Hey, you know, you can listen to that on the iHeart uh, Radio app.
0: Just Great listen, by the way, y'all. Huh? Great listen, by the way, with Andy Kalou, former Raider player.
1: Yeah. Did he play for the Raiders? He played for I, Yeah, I think he played for the Raiders. No, he played for no 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 he didn't play for the Raiders. He played for the Texans he didn't play for the, Raiders? the Texans, the Eagles, and the team out of Washington.
0: Andy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Calou. I don't I think it's he only played for three teams, and that was the Eagles,
0: the Texans, yeah, and, you're right. Eagles, and Texans and Washington. And the Washington R's. My bad, yeah. as I was. Yeah. So you know, so you know, I get I I co-host
1: with him. I guess it's a great co-host show. With him sometimes throughout the week, which I'm gonna be on air tomorrow.
0: And did you talk about the Black Air Forces? Like, did he, did he, did he figure that part out yet? I had
1: to send him a couple of memes before <laughs> I got into him that oh, so this is a real thing, right? So I had to, you know, I was like, hey man, listen, this, you know, Black Air Force One thing is real, but so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I preface my statement by you know by dropping all of that and you know because I well also I felt like I had to say something since you flex with the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I say that to say that you know I it, I am not even entitled to my own opinion. Sometimes people take it as gospel, and if <laughs> I like Yo, this is my opinion. I feel like this team is gonna win, and if that team don't win. I swear for goodness, my, between my social media and the phone calls, Big Sarge, you said, you said, I was like, yeah, but what makes me any more different than what you said? Right. It right. Doesn't It's a know, prediction. not air saying that. And you was, I was like, ah, so listen, for all those uh, social media trolls out there who's going to troll my page, all the millions and millions of people who are listening right now, I'm taking the preliminary pick is the Chiefs. And I'll be honest with you, E, like, since, I'm just going to go ahead and keep it 100. Like, it's probably going to be the
0: Chiefs all the way through Sunday. Okay. So, I'm probably going to go. I can't, I got to go with the Niners, man. I know uh, what you got
1: to. You got all they <laughs> gear. It'll be a waste. Like, you don't want to, you hate wasting
0: money, E. Like yeah, say, I do. I you do. You're half black, but you're yeah. also half Asian.
1: Yes, I am. You do I not
0: am. like to waste money. I don't like to waste money, so I am gonna go with the Niners. Actually, I am gonna go. I'm a, I'm gonna go with my gut. Um, I think. I think the Niners can actually pull this off. And I think, yeah, everyone's bagging on Jimmy G, but I'll, the the number one thing that kind of reverts back to me on why I think the Niners can win is because if you go back to the Saints Niners game, that okay. was a high wait. profile game.
1: Wait, huh? wait, wait. Hold on, and I didn't mean to cut you off. Just give me one second. I'm about to go to the Saints, uh, Oh man, I think I messed that up, hold, hold on, I, I, I'll get back to it, bro, I, I, I'm going to get back to it, but I'm going to okay. go to the actual, uh, box score? Yes, I'm going to, not only do I have, I, not only do I have the box score, I have pretty much everything that, um, you know, everything that happened in that game and what I mean by everything that happens. So I'm part of I have this website that I'm a part of. It's for the media that gives us like breaks it all the way down, bro. Like okay, all okay. the way down. So okay. if you give me one second, just give me one second, I'm going to go to week number fourteen.
0: Yeah. Week fourteen, 14. December eight.
1: All right, so I got it. So now I'm going to listen to
0: you. So if you need any stats, I'm here for you, bro. I got you. I got it right here. Um, And if we're going with – hold on. Let me see. Bear with me. So Jimmy G ended up throwing for 349 yards that game. Um, yep. I'm trying to pull up the actual box score right now if I can. If you can give me the box score, BB, I'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, it was Since 40 to went- 46. Yes, 48-46. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Emmanuel
1: Sanders had seven receptions for 157 yards. Most start rushed for 69 yards and a touchdown. Now, so 100. Jimmy G,
0: hold on. So Jimmy G won 26 for 35. That means 35 plays they had to throw the rock. Went for 349. Averaged about 10 yards of throw. Four, four touchdowns and one pick. Only got sacked three times. To- well, got sacked three times. So um, that being said, I got fa- – I- I mean, here's the thing, bro. He went, he, he's throwing for. He only threw for seven. He threw seven passes, I believe, in the NFC Championship game. Um, here's Eight. Here's eight eight passes. Eight. He, he was six for eight. Only threw for like 67 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. That's off the top of my head. I'm very impressed with myself. Thank you very much. I'll pat myself on the back for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do it in your new home. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I think in the... The game before that, I think he was only like 12 of 16, but he did throw a pick. Um, I think I think with Jimmy G being at three other Super Bowls outside of this one, being sitting on the pine behind Tom Brady, I think that edge and being able to grasp what the big game feel is, even if he wasn't actually playing, with the way Bill Belichick and the team has to hold everyone from 1 to 53 accountable, I think the moment's not going to get too big for him, and I think he can pull it off. I'm very, very concerned about Tevin Coleman with the shoulder separate. I think it's a shoulder or arm injury. Um, that's yeah. going to be very, very uh, interesting to see if he's going to be able to play. But they did get uh, – uh, what's the other running back's name? Uh, uh, Matt Brida Brita, Brita. They got Brita back uh, just this last week against the NFC Championship game. So if the defense front seven, which I think is the best front seven in the, in the league, if they can cause and wreak havoc against Pat Mahomes – And they can kind of close in because they don't need to send a lot of blitz packages. That front four can actually hold their own and get enough, apply enough pressure. So if they can do what they what they're doing and they're now fully healthy, I think they can do it. And I'm not. I think it can do it within a one score game, man. Well, here's the thing. First off, let me
1: address this Jimmy G thing about, you know, <laughs> you know osmosisly using the New England Patriots to channel his inner Tom Brady this week. Uh, let me ask you a question, E. How many Super Bowl rings does Steve Young have?
0: Three.
1: How many did he win after Joe Montana left?
0: One, one.
1: How many – wait, hold on, hold on. Those two that he won, did he win them – as a starter, or did he win him as a backup? He rolled the bitch. So you see, so first of all, and I brought that up because I never hesitate to take a shot at Steve Young and how they pump him up as this great quarterback. And I'm saying to myself, he won one Super Bowl after, as he won one Super Bowl as a starter. Like, his career wasn't a successful career. He was just a, so? good, he was a good backup. E. What did he do uh, after that? He got a he Super Bowl, won, man. He won one. He won one Super Bowl. He, now,
0: be that as it may, be that as it may, he did run to a, a buzzsaw by the name of Troy Aikman and the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, and that problem. ain't, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying, like, and there's no knock, that's what I'm saying, no knock to Steve Young, but they ran into a better team, and they ended up getting the right players that 94 season where they got Deion Sanders, I believe they either, I don't know, if the Falcons either traded for him or he signed like a one-year deal with the 49ers, but somehow they were able to get Deion Sanders, they got Charles Haley, a former uh, Cowboy who's a Hall of Famer. Um, so they ended up getting a couple of pieces that they were missing on the defensive side of the ball. So everything ain't all Steve Young's fault. I mean, I think he does. And, and not to mention, I think Steve Young's contributions is what everyone gets him. He was like one of the first ever, like, low-key dual-threat quarterbacks, man. Bro, his last game in the...
1: Uh, <laughs> in His last playoff game against the Atlanta Falcons, he was... He was uh, he threw for two hundred eighty-nine yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions.
0: That's because Garrison Hurst snapped his ankle and they didn't really have a running game at that point. And then at that point, at that time of the uh, football, like you don't really, you know, you don't really sling the rock around. 249 is not a that's a decent game, man. All I'm saying, guess,
1: is, is that he won. So what they won that championship in nineteen ninety four with him, right? Against San Diego?
0: Yeah, ninety-four to ninety-five season. Yep.
1: Yep, they won. He won forty-nine to 26.
0: 25, 26 yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So after that he went, so after that he won he he won one, two, he won three. Wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. He won three playoff games and he lost one, two, three, four. So he's three and four after the Super Bowl, which is kind of like still Joe Montana's team going into the next year. So he was three and four each. So why are we pumping this guy up like he
0: is just all of that? I, I, I can know. say the same about Eli Manning. What was his record after he won the Super Bowls? Uh, at, you, wait, hold on. Did you say Super Bowls? Super Bowls.
1: And he won them as a what? Starter? He won them as a starter. Mm-hmm. See how
0: that works? Uh, like, his playoff record, man. I so we're playoff. going So okay, okay. So since we're doing that, so – Eli I'm Manning only has two Super Bowl. With Steve Okay. I'm only okay. With Steve with Steve okay. Okay.
1: Because I'm saying that I use that because that's is exactly what we have in this new San Francisco 49ers quarterback in Jimmy G.
0: Okay. So be that as it may, BB, if this is if we're kind of saying that he's riding he was riding the pine over in New England and he kind of just inherited quote unquote this team. Then are we talking about whose team was it before Jimmy G got there then?
1: It was all it's always been Tom Brady's team.
0: For the 49ers? No,
1: oh, you're talking about for the 49ers. Yeah. Oh, it was nobody's. I
0: mean, so That's what okay. I'm saying. So, like so, if no. this was if he was on the Patriots, now it'd be like, absolutely, you're a thousand percent correct. E, can I can I tell you something? Go ahead.
1: Let's just start from 2000 and when when so we did, uh, 2016 is when, uh, um, Dak Prescott came to the league, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: 2016. Hold on. Let me, hold on. Let me pull it up before I make this point. Cause I want, I want to make this point. Yes. He came to the league at, two- at 2016, right? Okay. So 2016, they balled out and they had what? Like a 13 and three record. If I'm not mistaken.
0: The Cowboys is it?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, 13-3 record, right?
0: hmm
1: You know they played like a very weak schedule coming into that year, right? Yes, they did. So the next year, in 2017, who went to the Super Bowl and won it? Do you remember?
0: The Philadelphia the- Eagles.
1: Playing a what? Uh, A very easy schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, go to last year, the Los Angeles Rams was there, right?
0: They played a Pop-Tart schedule.
1: Okay, so now go into this year with the San Francisco 49ers. E, did they or did they not play the same week schedule these last other three teams that I told you about did? So one team won the Super Bowl and two teams lost. Like so, they they made it there, you know, with these with this week schedule. So with Jimmy G going, I'm not surprised. Jared Goff went. Like Jared Goff has went to the Super Bowl, bro, before. Yeah. So before, uh, when you look at Matt Stafford, when you look at Philip, he Philip Rivers hasn't been to a Super Bowl, right?
0: Nope.
1: Philip Rivers. Uh, who else can we, you know, look at that's been in the league for a very long time? Well, anyway, let's just say those two. So, you know, next year, don't be surprised if like who, who could, Buffalo or Cleveland, like these play these teams are playing these. So when you say what was they doing before he got there, like they went through six years
0: of sucking
1: like the the, the, the yeah. 49ers have not been good since since Colin Kaepernick was there
0: and that nobody really wants to talk about as well so that kind of it's going to be very interesting this week with And so it's my, going to be very interesting with, with media week starting this week if they're going to start referencing brother Kaepernick uh, so my second, no with... point
1: is, my second point is this E you talk about you talk about that defense right and you talked mm-hmm. about you referenced the San Francisco 49ers versus the new New Orleans Saints game, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you talked about Jimmy G. Do you realize in that same game, Drew Brees went 29 for 40, 349 yards, five touchdowns, and zero interceptions? Let me read you their, let me read you their their first four possessions. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Then after that, well, their first five, I'm sorry. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown punt, end of half. Mm-hmm. You, you telling me that you believe, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm honestly asking, you believe that the 49ers can get into a shootout with the Kansas City Chiefs
0: and win? That's the thing. I don't know if they can get into a shootout. I don't know if they can afford a shootout. If they can keep it a low-scoring 27-24 game, yeah, I believe that they can actually win. Now, you brought up the point of... Uh, Scheduling wise, like I'm not gonna lie, I was the biggest. I think I was the, I think I was screaming more louder than you that the Niners have played a very, very pop tart schedule. Um, probably like the first eight weeks of the season. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. They played Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, they Cleveland, L. A. First
1: eight games against and no, no teams, how many that teams the
0: That's what I'm saying. No teams that would. Well, really, nine and zero oh because they played Arizona. They didn't. They didn't even make the playoffs. So. Their front, their first nine games, they didn't play nobody, BB. Like, it, it, and, and I was very, very harping on that. And everyone was like, well, look at the style that they're beating. They're They're, beating, they're just obliterating teams. I'm like, yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. Um, I will say that the Seattle game, um, I was actually kind of impressed, even though they lost in that Monday night overtime game. That Thursday, uh, that Sunday game against Arizona, that was a little flaky, but it is a divisional game. But like I said, now we're talking about Green Bay, Baltimore, New Orleans, and Seattle and Los Angeles are the last nine uh six games that they played. They you think won. Green Bay
1: was a good team this year?
0: Not recognized uh,
1: as a team. Not not let's not look at their record.
0: But do you I think play? they were the best team in their division, yes. Okay. I think they were the best team in their division. I, I thought think- they were better than Minnesota. I, Minnesota wasn't better than them. Uh
1: so I think that Minnesota got out coached. I don't think I think that Minnesota has better talent than Green Bay. I just think that going up against San Francisco, they got out coached.
0: I don't believe that coach is any good though, bro.
1: Mike I, Zimmer. No, it wasn't even Zimmer that got out coached. It was the new head coach for the Cleveland Browns that got the out-coached. offensive coordinator Stavowski to Stavowski, yeah.
0: whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, got out coached by. Know. Uh, what's I don't the know. guy, the defensive coordinator for the? Sala. You were at that game, Roberts. Right? Yeah, I was there. I was there. Salah's the name. Robert Salah is the name of the uh uh name of that coach, or he's the name of the uh defensive coordinator. I'm sorry.
1: So e being at that game, watching it, being the football uh uh, uh, uh aficionado that you are, when you're looking at that game and you're saying to yourself, any any coach, any good coach can sit back and say, okay, hold on, time up. They are destroying our run game. We can't get anywhere with Dalvin Cook. But what Dalvin Cook is, he is a really good receiver out of the backfield. Why are we not running those no screens?
0: Why are we not yeah. trying to get yeah.
1: him in the passing game?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know why they didn't keep going to Stefan Diggs or try to open up the passing game. They had uh, Kyle Rudolph and uh, Irv Smith who were you know pretty good tight ends. So I don't know. I don't I, I don't know why they had a brain fart against that Niner, that Niner game. But uh, I don't know, man. I really think that if the Niners' defense can try to figure it out, which, I mean, who's to say they can't? You know, I mean, I, the Super Bowl is just a a quirky a crapshoot game. So, you know, who's to say the moment's not going to be too big for Pat Mahomes or Jimmy G? So I'm just going to roll with my gut. I'm going to roll my Bay Area. I'm going to roll with a Bay Area team and just go with the 49ers. And I'm going to say –
1: Bro, just say you going with the team that you got the most gear of. I didn't get the most gear out of them, man. I got
0: plenty of gear, bro. You got
1: you- yeah, plenty of 49ers gear, bro. <laughs> I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised that an Oakland Raiders fan has so much. How are you gonna Seven say so
0: 49ers? much? Listen, I got bro. a hoodie that it was cold that game, a hat and a Kaepernick jersey that I've had for like
1: three years. Oh, really? Huh? But what about so and you had on um, the the t shirts that they were giving away? I didn't get you no know t shirt that they gave away. What, so so the hoodie wait, hold on. You
0: bought the hoodie? Yeah, I bought the hoodie, it was cold. So you couldn't have bought any other hoodie? I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like I legit forgot my Jordan hoodie at the house. Like I was gonna pack it, but you, I didn't How, been long, living how it. long
1: did you live in the bay?
0: Uh for eighteen years.
1: And so no possible way you could have been like, you know what? I'm gonna take this hoodie. What you mean take
0: the hoodie? Just walk into a store and just, no, and just, just be like, Hey, put pack, it on my tab. Hoodie
1: like how you not pack a hoodie Like just go ahead and say you wanted to wear it bro to show the base some love listen I live in the the United States of Texas I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan there's no possible way you're going to see me with a plethora of Houston Texans paraphernalia or apparel or gear or pretty much anything if the Texans went to the Super Bowl I would go to the AFC Championship game without (laughs) a Texans Anything that's Texans related. I am a Dallas Cowboys fan, bro. And I would be, I would like, yo, I want the Texans to win because then that means that it's going to be parade and with parade comes women and with women comes phone numbers and you know, that's another story for another Slide time. Sliding
0: in Why? your DM. We going to have hope coming in your DM again, man.
1: let shoot. I right, listen, I'm going to be buying, listen. After that parade, I'll be I'm gonna be uh I, I'm gonna be getting more than stethoscopes uh, <laughs> solicitations. And so, but E, come on, man, you have a plethora of 49ers gear, more than the average Raiders fan should have.
0: Hey man, I told you last week, the great Negro poet, fabulous, said it ain't from it ain't where you're from is where you where you throw back at. All you gotta do is check the player stats, okay? So I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm sticking to that story. Be that as it may. Moving on. <laughs> we gonna go with the sports business. I don't know, man. You feel like doing one today? I think you, you know, already know who you are gonna pick.
1: No, I, I was gonna say that. Uh, um, you know, in in, in honor uh, of the the nine victims of the helicopter crash on yesterday, I just I, I I'm I can't give a sports dummy. Me neither. I, 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 it ain't on um, me today. I don't. Yeah, I I don't feel it to be able to. I thought I I had anybody. an idea
0: who you were gonna give one to. Who? I thought. Um, I don't even want to talk about it on air, but I'll i kind of just give you. I'll throw a jab. Had something to do with when the reports got reported out, and there were some uh, conflicting words that may have been said off of one news media outlet. I'll just leave it at that. Yes. Let's so. Just leave, yeah. Yeah. We'll leave, we'll leave it at that. We'll hey, it was, about that. Offline. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like I I don't I'm just not into giving one out today, man. Like I just I don't want to. And it's just not Yeah. And that's how I am too, E. I'm like,
1: you know, in the midst of us talking about, you know, sports or whatever, we can go back and forth and, you know, bash these guys. You know, I can bash Steve Young in the midst of a a Super Bowl conversation. You know, I could do that. But to just now you know, go ahead and just
0: you know pick
1: one person. I just can't give I can't give that type of negative energy. To anything or anybody, knowing that you got families that has been in the last 24 hours, their whole routines and lives have changed.
0: So I think they're not even just families. I think people that like legitimately like believe, you know, that it's crazy because I, I was telling, I think I said this earlier in the show today. It's just I still come from the Jordan era, and I remember Kobe, but a lot of these cats don't. They only see highlights of Michael Jordan, so. Kobe is the reason why a lot of these people picked up a basketball. Kobe is the reason why a lot of people had that mama mentality where it was that it didn't have to do with what you do. It didn't have to be sports related. Um, it could have been something in the military like, yo, I want to be the best marksman. Like, I'm going to be laser locked in focus. I want you to be able to shoot. Or you was, you was trying to go be a lawyer. You had that mama mentality where you was just not going to fail. At passing your bar exam or you know some type of assessment at your your final exam for you to get your bachelor's to be like you was just not going to fail and you was going to do whatever you needed to do to make that happen and that mama mentality it's just it transformed outside of just basketball it was almost like a lifestyle it was just more of a you believe in yourself because if nobody else if you don't believe in yourself ain't nobody else gonna believe it you got to be, be the biggest fan and you got to be rooting for yourself the hardest and if you don't go hard for yourself Ain't nobody else gonna have that same energy towards you. So uh, it, it's just it's just crazy to say that Kobe Bryant at the age of forty one is just he just up and you know just gone. It's such a tra- tragic tragic thing. And like you said, man, it's and just- you know but I,
1: Yeah, I, I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna, I'm in my my side of the sports business podcast. Man, it's so funny that I I, I love the fact that these kids of superstars are not even. Like their their dads are not like their favorite basketball players. Like her, oh, hey, yeah. Like, like GG's favorite basketball player was Trey Young. Yeah. Bronny's, Bronny's favorite basketball player is Russell Westbrook.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know yes. who Dwayne Wade's son. I don't know who his favorite favorite player is. And I mean, even Shaquille O'Neal's son, Sharif, his favorite player mm-hmm. was Kobe Bryant.
0: Yeah, he sat there and sent him a text message right before his helicopter took off.
1: Yep. So, you know, that's that that's always just interesting. To me, and shout out to the uh, uh, to Gina Oriema and the Yukon women's basketball organization. Who, you know, if you know, if if Gigi would have still been on this earth, she would have attended the uh, the University of Connecticut to play basketball. So on tonight in their exhibition game against Team uh, USA, uh, is it t- last night or tonight? It was tonight. They, it was tonight. They put out mm-hmm. a jersey with a number two on it and flowers on a seat for Gigi.
0: Oh man, that, uh, man, I'm low key. Ooh, like, ooh. Yeah. Ah uh, man, uh, damn. Okay. Um, uh, mm. I'm uh, between yeah, that and uh, just all I can say is, man, hug your family, man. Hug, hug, hug. You know, you said it best yesterday, bro. Um, you know, if you got beef some money, man, just pick up the phone and just say, hey, man, it ain't, you know, it's it's all good. It's water under the bridge and um, it's, it's, it's so much more to life, bro. And I, and not, not trying to stunt or not trying to try to, you know, say I'm better. Than, you know, I, I literally just purchased my first ever home this past weekend and, um, it don't matter no more, baby. It really don't. Um, it, it doesn't matter. Um, I picked up the phone and called my sister yesterday just to tell I love her, uh, just because like, that's all that... <laughs> Um, that's all that matters right now. And, you know, I, I pick up the phone and just, sometimes I just text you and tell you, man, I just appreciate everything you do. And I've just gotten to the point where none of this stuff really matters that I try to just, you know, not just try, but I try to just, um, you know, I, I just take every day by day and just thank the Lord, you know, just think think that I'm, I'm alive and I'm able to just be functioning and I might I have a I have a mind to utilize and whatnot because you just see things like this and it just it's 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 just a reality check, man. And I put it on Facebook and Instagram and see that uh being able to get up and come back home is such an overrated blessing and yesterday it was just a huge reminder for me, man. So um okay. uh, uh yeah.
1: Uh so I was thinking, I guess, um uh uh I g I, I don't know because my pettiness kicked in and I thought that you call your sister to tell her that you love her so she could sing some old
0: 49ers gear. <laughs> uh, you know, I ain't gonna lie, we kinda low key was looking at uh tickets to the to the suit. We was like, yo, how can we figure this out to kinda go to the Super Bowl? But um it ain't happening. So I think we're just gonna throw a party. Um uh, We're gonna throw a huge party over here. BB, as always, (laughs) the doors open for you to come. Um, Doors ain't never closed for you, man. You're always welcome to come out here. Even at the new house? Yeah, yeah, even at the new house, man. Even at the new house.
1: (laughs) All right, man. Maybe I'll show up wearing some Texans gear. I feel like the only way
0: you can get in is uh, through your admission to get in is wearing the your your favorite team's rivalry gear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey man, but in all honesty, BB, um, please tell them where they can find you at because you do put out amazing work. And that piece that you put out with Kobe Bryant yesterday, I know it was very, very taxation, but it was uh, tax taxing on you, I should say. But um, it was it was phenomenal. And if anybody hasn't gotten a chance to it, BB, please tell them where they can find you at.
1: Uh, you can find me at Big Star Sports with a Z. Um on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at Big Star Sports on YouTube, and you can find me at BigSarSports.com. If you get a chance, go read my latest article on Kobe Bryant called Mamba Out.
0: And once again, my and name, you name you. is Eric Compton, aka Tap Town Business. You can find me on Instagram at MoneyCompton. You can also find me on the Twitter at Eric T Compton um in the few upcoming weeks we probably are actually going to start our own youtube channel as well i think we've gotten the technology down to the part where we can start filming our podcast so i'm very very excited to do that pretty soon um hopefully it'll be on brighter terms i know it's going to be on brighter terms um we got a lot to live we got a lot to be thankful for um but other than that man uh like i said just hug hug somebody that you love tell them that you love them one more time because that's all that matters man so other than that i ain't got nothing to sell.
1: Hey, man, Hey. I I I normally would say I'm out, but I'm just gonna say Mamba out.
0: Mamba out, man. Y'all have a blessed day and keep doing y'all doing. I love y'all.
1: All right, bro.